The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome into this hump day edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, I am Chris Yow. Joined as always by Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. Coming to you live from the TriStar Sports Radio Headquarters here on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this morning. We've got a lot of high school hoops to talk about. We've got some college hoops to talk about. And we will be joined by Columbia State head basketball coach Winston Neal in the next segment. Got a lot of other great things going on as well. Uh, we'll talk about some. Uh, how about we talk about a little, a little motorsports? We'll do all of that today. But first, Mo, how are you? <laughs> 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 he's doing well i'm good i'm I, good i guess I'm, he's okay i'm good yeah uh, i'm good and um oh man that was great <laughs> staying out of trouble at home is a big deal isn't it chris it, 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 yes it is yes it is uh oh man um mm. i'm glad you're doing well this morning <laughs> so am i yeah i'm i'm good Nice trip last night. Nice um, nice post game meal. I was going to ask about your post game meal. Yes, sir. Was it was it as as everything you dreamed of even after waiting a few hours? Well, considering the wait, yeah, yeah, the cheesy potatoes put it over the top. So they were still open after the game. Oh no, no, no. he went no? and got it before. Got it before. There we go. Gotcha. Because yeah. that's called planning. Yes. Oh, you have to plan <laughs> something like that. Yeah, only a rookie would make that mistake once. Right. There you go. One time. That's One time. All, that's all it will take. <laughs> One time. That's that's right there with um a road trip to Baton Rouge and flying into Baton Rouge instead of flying into New Orleans. Never One, do that. One time. Yeah. I got I got schooled up on that. Anyway. You know, if for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Mo went to Summertown <laughs> last night. Yeah, let's fill our listeners in. <laughs> yeah. Mo went to Summertown last night. I hate when you are listening to a show and it's like there's an inside joke and you have no idea what yep. it is. And it's like, why am I listening to this? So, go ahead. So, all I have to say is that you went to Summertown. Most of our listeners will know <laughs> what, else what that did. means, yeah. but... For those of you who do not, that means that uh, anytime we go to Summertown, there is a trip to Schaefer's 
on the docket. And if there's not, something's dreadfully wrong. <sighs> That's correct. Um, so, did not have to worry about that because you were on top of it. I try. And you should be. I mean, that's what I would do. You don't stay in this business 30-something years and not learn a little something. And not know where the The spots spots are. I mean, I wouldn't have known about it unless you had told me. So There you go. I mean, there's that. Well, let's, let's be honest. None of us are in this business because of the money. So the perks are the opportunities to partake in good eats, well, as Alton Brown says. And to partake in things that you wouldn't get the chance to partake in exactly. otherwise. So, yeah. And Schaefer's is one of those things. That's correct. Schaefer's is definitely one of those things. Um, so, yeah, Mo went to the top ten battle plural <laughs> the two the plural battles <laughs> plural. last night mm-hmm. down at Summertown as the Loretto Mustangs and Lady Mustangs traveled north in what is dubbed the Civil War apparently um, in football it's the Pegasus Cup because you got Mustangs and Eagles which I thought was really cool when I first heard that um, but the Civil War works as well it certainly does um so yeah, you've got uh, you've got that. We'll talk about later. Uh, we'll, we'll get into a full breakdown of that. I was at the CPACA game and uh, games, and they were not really. None of the games were ever much in doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, your games were, were were pretty in hand. I mean. There obviously shortly there was, after halftime yeah, in both instances. It was pretty yeah. much over. Um mine was shortly before halftime, about four minutes before mm-hmm. halftime when CPA caught fire and couldn't miss. Um so yeah, that was wild. And apparently last night was the night for teams who if you shoot from behind the arc you you didn't miss because Alabama men's basketball team scored like 60 points from behind the arc and only like 40 from inside. <laughs> so that was wild. Yeah. Um, but that being said, tons of games across uh, across the area. A full slate. To say the least. Yeah. To say the least. Um, and of course, you know, we... We will probably not go a day or two without talking about the UT coaching search and AD search. And uh, you heard our top five yesterday who we would call uh, if we were the AD. I'm curious. I know Mo has some thoughts on who the athletics director should be. And so we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Like I said, motorsports got that, which I love. Not really. (laughs) <laughs> if if Chicken Man comes in, we might drag him in to tell us about it because I don't know a whole lot about it. Or let's just drag him in. I don't know where oh, he is. Is he in the building? Uh, yeah. I don't think he's here yet. But if he comes in and he brings us chicken wings, <laughs> oh, because it is Wednesday, and that means it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We'll get to that in the last segment as well. But I guess we uh, we can... 
get through the, the, the rundown this morning. Oh, oh, one last thing. I just scrolled up on my, mm-hmm. my show report. Good idea. Speaking of high school hoops and whatnot, Executive Order 74 was put into place, which takes the place of Executive Order 70. And what exactly does that mean, Mo? <laughs> what that means is, <clears throat> excuse me, that the definition of household in terms of who can attend high school sporting events has been amended, I guess, to allow grandparents as well as parents. So I guess it's not a hard number now for the families of participating, well, of participants. And also um, school faculty is being allowed to attend, which I think the only school personnel that could attend was you know, athletic personnel, folks directly related to the event. Um, To answer the question that I know everyone has, no, cheerleaders are still not allowed. Dance teams are still not allowed. So, um, cheerleader moms, address those concerns to Governor Bill Lee, because I'm telling you, the TWSAA, when Executive Order 70 came out, they said, are you sure you want to do this? They And the governor's office said yes. This new executive order came out. The TWSAA said, are you sure you want to do this? And the governor's office said yes. So the TWSAA is advocating for you. Don't call them. That's correct. Don't, don't call Bernard Childress. Don't shoot the messenger, you know? I mean, so. But yeah. yeah, the the um, executive order as it relates to attendance at high school sporting events has been amended. Cheerleaders are still not allowed. Um, there will be no spectators at the bowling tournament that begins today at Smyrna Bowling Center. Will you be spectating at the bowling tournament at the bowling center? That depends on how things go early for Nick Erdman and Jeremy Geralds gotcha. from Spring Hill. If because they start at eleven and. Though I've been known to have a lead foot, I don't think I can get from Columbia to Smyrna in time to catch them in the quarterfinals. I'd like for you to try. No, I'd not. <laughs> let's keep you in one piece. Let's do. Okay. And and, and let's, Tomorrow. let's let's keep what money I have exactly. in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's not lighten that wallet any more than we have to. No, no. So, so we'll see. Yeah. But we got we got bowling again. We've got those two individuals in the individual division one competition today. Spring Hills team is in the team competition tomorrow, and a trio of Columbia Academy bowlers, led by senior Austin Kimes, will be in the division two boys individual competition Thursday. Well, there you go. Um. Now can mm-hmm. now we can do the rundown and uh, give you today's schedule, last night's scores, and more. As soon as JP hits the little button, it's just waiting for you. I know I couldn't come up with something. I'm sorry. <laughs> you overthink it sometimes, Chris. You ready? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Go. This is the rundown in girls. 
District 8 AAA action Tuesday night. Coffee County defeated Tullahoma 63-42. It was Lawrence County 67, Franklin County 30. And in overtime, Columbia Central Falls 59-54 to Shelby. In 11 AAA girls action, it was Brentwood 59, Franklin 31. Spring Hill, a 70-48 to winner over Dixon County. And Independence Falls at Ravenwood 60-28. District 12 AA girls action. Forest defeats Marshall County 40 to 38. Murfreesboro Central 55. Giles County 45. And the Nolansville Lady Knights defeat Community 57-50. In single eight, in District 8, Eagleville was a 54-41 winner over Cornersville and Huntland 68. Fayetteville 42. In 10A action, cross county rivalry, Cullioka 48, Santa Fe 34. Also, Richland defeats Mount Pleasant, 72-49. In 12A action, it was Summertown, 57, Loretto, 48, Wayne County, 71, Perry County, 28, and in District 2A, District 3, Division 2A, it was CPA, 68, Columbia Academy, 35. In Boys, District 8, AAA action, it was, it was Coffee County, 54, Tullahoma, 47, Lawrence County defeated Franklin County 55-39 and Columbia Central 60, Shelbyville 58. In 11 AAA boys, Franklin 46, uh, Brentwood was 44, and Dixon County a 58-43 winner over Spring Hill. Page 50, Centennial 47, interesting there. And Ravenwood was a 60-47 to 47 winner over Independence. In District 11 AA, Fairview went to Waverly and picked up a 60-48 to 48 victory. In 12 AA, it was Marshall County 57, Forest 46. Murfreesboro Central defeated Giles County 81-67. And Nolansville edged Community 47-45. In 8A action, Eagleville 55, Cornersville 27, Fayetteville 62, Huntland 41, in 10A action, it was Richland 67, Mount Pleasant 44. In District 12A play, Summertown defeated Loretto 58-47. It was Perry County 58, Wayne County 44. In Division 2A, District 3, CPA 87, Columbia Academy 59, and Grace Christian defeated Zion 53-42. Also in a couple of wrestling matches yesterday, Summit doubled up defeating Marshall County 84 to nothing. That's 14 pins, y'all. And Summit 58, Spring Hill 6. Today we have that bowling matchup that we told you about, but also in hoops action on a Wednesday, uh, rare Wednesday action for high school hoops. The Summit Spartans travel over to Spring Hill. That will begin at 6 p.m. with the girls and boys to follow. So there, there are your scores from last night and today's schedule. This is the Rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. And when we come back, we're going to have Coach's Corner with Columbia State men's basketball coach, Winston Neal. Stay tuned on the other side of this break for that on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey folks, 
While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back in. Yes, we are local high school sports and beyond. And this segment touches on the beyond. (laughs) As uh, we get ready for Coach's Corner, which is brought to you by our friends at From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, located at 4384 Nashville Highway, right there at uh, the intersection of 99 and Nashville Highway in beautiful Chapel Hill. Right before you get, if you're going to Henry Horton, it's right before you get there. There you go. <laughs> you can't miss it. What? Eh? Uh, you can miss it if you're going, if you go the wrong, <laughs> the wrong way, way. <laughs> but you can't miss it if you're going towards Henry Horton. That's fair. So, <laughs> that's fair. I, are you? Do you know if they're open right now? Because I, we I, should probably just send our condolences to Renee Hart. Uh, yeah, Renee Williams Hart lost her father over the weekend. I believe he was in Arkansas, and so um, I feel like they are probably staffed sufficiently that. She could leave some folks in charge. I think they're open, but just beware. They are. She may not be there. Yeah, it appears they were open yesterday, so I assume they're going to be open today. So they'll open at 1030 today. Uh, If you are looking for some delicious soups, sandwiches, uh, burgers, anything of that nature, she's going to, and desserts. And it's been too long since we've been there. We need to remedy that. It has been too long, but... We will certainly remedy that uh, at some point this week, not today, because you have exactly. things to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, places you, to you, go. You got to go to Smyrna within. People to see. By the time we hit zero to uh, to the time they start mm-hmm. at eleven o'clock. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, we'll teleportation. <laughs> but no, this is Coach's Corner brought to you by From the Heart Cafe in Chapel Hill. And on Coach's Corner today, we welcome in Columbia State men's basketball coach Winston Neal because they will soon 
start their basketball season. So, Coach, welcome in. Good morning. Coach, Chris, Good said, morning. Chris said you will soon start your season, soon as in hours. Is that right? Exactly. We uh, we kick it off tonight. Um, nice little trip over to Harriman for a. Yep. <laughs> as it as it nope, turns out, it. a non non uh, non conference, I guess. Yep. Uh, match a a non conference conference game, technically speaking. Um, you know, with, with the way we set the schedule up this year because of COVID, uh, we're playing east west. So obviously, we're in the west. Roan is in the east. Uh, we, however. Uh, we're still playing them as a non-conference game, even though they are technically a conference opponent. So I guess this won't count in the standings then, is that? No, it won't. But, uh, you know, we, we actually kick off the conference schedule next Wednesday, a week from today. And getting, getting games uh, with, our, with, the, with everyone else right now, we're not allowed to play out-of-state teams. Right now, for our COVID protocols, uh, that will change February 1st. Um, so finding games was uh, – finding non-conference games was challenging. And uh, I, I know Coach Nesbitt. I've known him for quite a while. Uh, he, he suggested we play, and we took him up on it. We play uh, – like I said, we go to Rome tonight, and then they come to our place on Saturday. What time is that game Saturday. Saturday, uh, women play at two, men play at four. Women play at two. Women play at two, men play at four. Okay, gotcha. I heard what you heard, though, Mo. Okay, all right, great. <laughs> um, I guess I guess scheduling games in the midst of COVID is tough. Scheduling games when you're the number twenty-two team in the country in the midst of COVID is is almost impossible. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's a challenge. Let's be honest, it's a challenge. Um. You know, one, it is always very difficult to get um, high-level teams to come to Tennessee uh, to play not just us, but anyone. Uh, you know, I, I think we are an underrated conference. Uh, I think we're one of the best conferences in the country, top to bottom. Uh, so getting getting other teams, you know, the teams from the Midwest, teams from Florida, uh, teams, you know, from outside our area to come in and play us is very, very difficult. Uh, so, you know, it, for us, it was it, it just worked out that we could play Roan, and we need games right now, Maurice. We, we need games. Our guys want to play. They're excited to play. Uh, we've been off for almost a year now, so we want to get back at it. Do you guys have the unfinished business T-shirts made up? <laughs> no, but we're uh, we we talk about that. Uh, the, you know, being ranked top twenty-five is something we talk about. Winning championships is something we talk about. Uh, you know, every time we step on the floor every day, that is our goal. We want to play to that level. Uh, and, you know, for us, you know, we're excited. Uh, we're going to accept the challenge. Uh, but, but truth be told, Maurice, we're just excited to play. I mean, we, we, we're watching the, the Division ones play. You're watching D2s play. You're watching high school guys play. We're just excited to get basketball going at the JUCO level. And with that said, what has this last – two and a half months been like just sitting on the sideline and watching everybody else play? Uh, you know, it's, it it is what it is. Um, you know, we're, we're just, we're just happy we get to play a season. Um, you know, especially, 
you know, coming from our standpoint where our season technically got cut short last year. So we're just excited to have a season. Uh, I think the TCCAA, the chancellor, the presidents have done a fantastic job of letting us, of, of, of getting us to a point where we can have a season and we can have a season safely. Uh, you know, for us, every game we play, we're, we're basically, the best way to describe it, our COVID protocols, are we're doing what the Division ones are doing. Uh, we all have to have a negative COVID test 48 hours before a game is played, um, and that's every game. So we are testing two, three times a week right now. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have the benches uh, separated out uh, as of right now until February 1st. There are no fans. Um, you know, so we, we have taken the necessary steps to have a season, and we are excited to get it going. Speaking with Winston Neal, the men's basketball coach at Columbia State, he is brought to us by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Um, and and as I mentioned, unfinished business, obviously, the Chargers won the um, conference tournament championship last March and were all but on the bus to Hutchinson, Kansas, for the national tournament when, when everything shut down. Um Obviously disappointing. Getting ready to play Ranger College out of Texas, coached by Billy Gillespie, um, would have been a fantastic opportunity for this program. Um, how much, Winston, do you feel like all of that plays into you guys being ranked number twenty-two this year? Because I, I think I, I, I think it's it has everything to do with um, you know, and I, and I, I call I texted all my sophomores from last year that have graduated and moved on. And I said, hey, thank you, because y'all did this for us. You know, it, it is about what we did last year, obviously, and we had a very good team last year. Um, and it is also about who we return. Uh, you know, when you return two all-conference players, you return freshman of the year, um, you're going to get uh, the national ranking. And that's a testament to our sophomores who have graduated and moved on, and that's also a testament to our sophomores, our current sophomores, and the, and the hard work they've done and, the effort and the dedication and the buy-in that they've had, that's what leads to the top 25 ranking. A few weeks ago, I was sitting at home scrolling through Hulu, and I came across a basketball game, Missouri-Kansas City, and somebody, and I'm like, oh, man, that's John Bolden's team. And I clicked mm-hmm. on it, and it was the women. <laughs> and and I was I was I was so I don't want to say disappointed, but it was a little deflating because I was excited to see him. You sent um, – how many sophomores on? Obviously, John was probably oh. the biggest signee of the bunch. Yeah, no, uh, John John signed with UMKC. Uh, Rico Quentin, who actually redshirted for us, mm-hmm. uh, signed at UMBC, another Division One program. Um, we ended up having uh, seven guys move on to the uh, to the to the next level. Um, D D one, D two, NAI, uh, even if I'm not mistaken, a D three school. So we we have. Guys all over the country at this point, and, and Maurice, that's that's what it's really all about: is helping these guys not only get a get a college education, but get their college education paid for. And that's you know that's something we also talk and I talk about in our program is when you come to Columbia State, it, it's not just good enough to graduate from Columbia State. I want them to move on, play at four year schools, and graduate from four year schools. And you've got a bunch that are ready to do that out of this current roster as well. I would guess that um, Chris Nix and Tony Sparkman are 
kind of at the top of that list? Yep, and, and Jamari Bostic. Uh, you know, obviously right now Tony's out with a knee injury. Uh, it, we, he's going through rehab. We'll see how everything goes with that. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting – you know, with, with recruiting, it's going to be interesting this year because all of our guys who are enrolled this year can come back next year and not lose a year. So it's going to be interesting to see what what happens in April and May of this year with our guys, uh, whether they move on and get the scholarship off they like, or as I've told every one of them, they can all come back and play next year if they want to. So you know, with with the rules and uh, and this, it's, every level is doing it. Is this year basically doesn't count towards their eligibility, and I want I want our guys to take advantage of that whether it's moving on to the next level and having an extra year at the next level uh, where they not only can graduate, but they can start their master's degrees and get that paid for, or they stay with us and keep accumulating hours towards graduation at the next level as well. Uh, I think it's a win-win either way you choose. It's a win-win for them. For you, roster management takes on a new meaning, I would imagine. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, No, and it's, uh, you know, it's, as I've told our assistants, we're recruiting everybody right now because we don't know who's going to come back. Um, you know, we're, obviously we recruit high academic guys and we have a large number of guys that can move on after one year at Columbia State uh, to the next level academically. So, you know, from our standpoint, we don't know who's going to have a great year. We don't know who's going to get offers. Um, it, it'll be a very, very busy time for us in April and May you know, trying to figure out who's coming back and who do we need to bring in. We've not used this phrase in a while, Chris, but it's a fluid situation. Yes, <laughs> it's a fluid situation. <laughs> it's been a while since we have said that one. Um, Coach, you know, as you talk about the recruiting and all of the things that go along with that, and, and of course, the you know, the fact that some of these kids will, will come back, you've got a really strong class of freshmen coming in. Who are some of the players that you are looking for to make an immediate impact on this team? Uh, you know, you know, top to bottom, we have a bunch of guys that are that are very, very talented uh, coming in. The, the two that the, the two that stand out of the point guard position are Marion Joyce from Bourbon County, Kentucky. He was runner-up Player of the Year in the state of Kentucky uh, behind the young man that signed at Louisville. Um, the, the other pleasant surprise has been Trey Carlton from Summit. He has been absolutely phenomenal at the point guard position. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we have a, you know, between those two and uh, Ronald Aberdathy, uh, I think we have a three-headed monster at the point guard position. It should be very, very good for us this year. Uh, Kamari Coffey out of, um, out of uh, Clarksville is an absolutely fantastically talented young man. Um, shoots the ball. You know, and at six seven with a seven foot wingspan, uh, he just oozes Division One potential. Um, I, I've really enjoyed, you know, watching him, watching him develop uh, at the center position. Malik Oates, a uh, young man out of Huntsville, Alabama, six nine, two forty, has been very, very solid down low. I, I, I expect him to have some Division One coaches recruiting him very, very shortly. Winston, you talked about this team and the roster, and and one of your goals when we spoke over the summer was with these freshman posts that you've got coming in that should allow 
Tony and and Chris to get a lot of minutes at the four, kind of stepping mm-hmm. away and facing. Obviously, Tony's got the the knee injury right now, but um, mm-hmm. how has how has Chris come along in the off season work as far as getting toward that? Chris has been fantastic. Um, you know, he is really he's always been a very skilled big man uh, down low, but his skill on the perimeter, not only shooting the ball but passing the ball is a huge asset to our basketball team. He makes the right reads. He makes the right passes. Uh, we will use him a lot on the perimeter this year. Uh, just because with his length, he can see over the defense. And when you can see over the defense, you can make the right reads, and you're a skilled passer. That, that's a coach's dream right there. So we're, we're going to use we're going to use that quite a bit this year. And, and that's going to work to his advantage as he tries to get back to the next level as well. Absolutely, you know he's he's got num- numerous offers already from Division ones. Everyone from UMass uh, to uh, I forget I mean, Troy, he he's got offers all over the place. Austin P has offered him, um, you know, so he is a very he's a hot name right now. Uh, I, I really do think our game is going to be live streamed tonight, um, and the two most recruited players in the conference right now are Chris Nix for us and Elijah Cobb. Uh, who you remember, Maurice, from Riverdale High School, uh, who's now out at Roan State. Uh, both those two, I expect multiple Division I schools tuning in tonight to watch our game online. <laughs> the new um, new aspect of recruiting there, as you said, recruiting is going to be a lot different. Uh, a lot of um, live stream watching and a lot of Zoom meetings, I guess, yep. huh? Oh no! It's it's funny. It feels like Chris is having a, a Zoom home visit every night right now. So you know, he'll come to me after practice. Oh, coach, I got so and so. You know, they're going to do a Zoom meeting with you know myself and my mom. And it's and it's ironic. You've got these schools zooming him in. Who's in? He's in Columbia, Tennessee, obviously, and his mother uh, lives in Odessa, Texas. So you know, they're they're zooming everybody in together uh, pretty much every night for a Zoom home meetings. Wow, that's actually kind of convenient <laughs> for everyone involved. It, it, it really is. It really is. So And you know when you when you talk it, it, when you talk about things that, that have developed through this pandemic that are probably going to continue once we get to the other side of it, I'd say that that's an aspect that we're going to see even once we're done. Oh oh you have no idea. The amount of virtual uh information schools are sending out now you know, videos, um, campus tours, interactive campus tours, um, you know, e- even interactive views of the city or the towns that the, that the kids are in uh, or the schools are in that they're sending to kids. It, it is really impressive what those Division One schools are doing right now. That's fantastic. Um, Winston Neal, coach of the 22nd-ranked Columbia State Chargers, they open tonight at Roan State. What time is that? tip winston so that folks that want to live stream it can 7 30 uh women women uh women play at 5 30 they'll be live streamed as well uh men play at 7 30 those are eastern times okay so that's 4 30 and 6 30 here yes sir okay yes sir and where is the live stream available uh all the jock jobs on the i'm sorry (laughs) it's called jock jobs Jock Jive. Okay. Um, yep. Um, you you can find it on Twitter. Um, you know, obviously our home games 
uh, the Columbia State games will be broadcast live stream on uh, Tennessee Sports Net. Um, you know, the, the same company that did our conference tournament. And, uh, but, you know, Jock Job does um, run all of Rome's games. Gotcha. So we'll be live streamed through Jock Job. Okay. I do see that now. All right, we'll we'll make sure to get a link out on Twitter and uh, Facebook for that. But coach, we appreciate your time today, and uh, good luck tonight and this season. Yes, sir. Thank you so very much. Thank you, sir. That was Winston Neal, the head men's basketball coach at Columbia State. They get started tonight. Women at four thirty. Men at six thirty on Jock Jive Sports Network. Apparently, that's an interesting. But uh, that's Coach's Corner brought to you each week by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Make sure to go see Renee and the crew. When we come back, we will talk about last night's ball games. Had a couple of pretty big ones and uh, some other impressive wins and disappointing losses that we'll get into on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. High school sports. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. On this Hump Day edition, eleven minutes to the top of the ten o'clock hour, as we are set to talk a little high school hoops here. Mo and myself got out, and JP got out to some games right. last night. JP was on hand for that uh, Franklin County game, as he was on the call. Z-Wax. Yeah, had the uh, opportunity to fill in for our buddy Al Clark last night. Um, it just made uh, logistical sense. Uh, him driving nearly two hours or me um, driving three minutes down the road. <laughs> <laughs> same, same reason I was at CPA. Yeah, night. that's right. <laughs> so how were your games? Uh, uh, Franklin County, from their perspective, not too great. Uh, these games probably went about as expected. Uh, the Lawrence County girls, uh, despite their loss to Columbia, although Columbia is good, despite their overtime loss to Shelbyville last night, that district is up for grabs, I think, uh, on both sides. But 
Um, Lawrence County girls played well last night. They hit their threes, uh, and that was something Amber Gilliam said. Uh, we've got to defend their shooters. Um, and, and she kind of had that look. Um, here's what we need to do. Actually doing it is, is, is you know, easier said than done. So Knowing um, is half the battle. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and, and Franklin County has a really young team, a really young team. Their point guard's a freshman, uh, Stovall, and, uh, and she did good. And they've got some good players. They're going to be good. Uh, they're going to continually progress. Uh, Lawrence County had a really good game last night, and uh, in, in the boys' matchup, uh, you know it was uh, nip and tuck. Uh, it was somewhat close, and, and the Wildcats uh, kind of pulled away in that second half. Uh, just kind of wore Franklin County down. Uh, the Rebels did have some foul trouble. I think affected um, a couple of their starters had to sit uh, a lot of minutes in the second and third quarters. Uh, where you typically would try to to make some runs, so, but uh, they, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was some entertaining basketball. It was a good play, but uh, Lawrence County uh, handily took care of business last night at home against Franklin County. Same over in on Old Hickory in Nashville as it was as I said in my story, like deja vu all over again. Uh, last year, it was kind of the same it was actually the the venues were flipped this time uh both both teams this year got home wins last year it was the visiting team uh, coming off a five-point win over cpa in uh, december columbia academy traveled over for the in the boys i'm sorry in the boys matchup uh, they traveled over and were on television last night on my tv 30 and let's uh let's just say that um well, Braden Moore from from Christ Presbyterian wanted the spotlight, and he fairly well took it. I promise you, he only had four three pointers in the game. Only, only four. But I, at one point in the third quarter, I would have sworn he had eight. It just seemed like every time down the floor, he was fogging it up, and it was going in, and and they couldn't. There was nothing. Columbia Academy could do. I talked with uh, Coach Marty Desjarnet after the game, and he said we tried everything we could do. And he said we 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 did everything we could do. We were just a tick late to uh, to getting them out of rhythm and contesting shots. And even at, at the end of the at the end of the half, you know, they finally missed a three and got a putback <laughs> on the tip in at the buzzer. He's just a tough matchup. So I mean, six eight with range. Um, I talked to um. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I talked to Drew Maddox um, a couple of weeks ago when we did the article on this game being on TV, and in the week before that, he had gotten scholarship offers from Kansas, Houston, West Virginia, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Those are nothing to sneeze about. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, if you're six eight and you can shoot, you can play anywhere you want. Period. And he can, <laughs> and he can. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing really that that you can do about it. That being said, it wasn't just him. I mean, uh, Jake Dykstra had three, and Braden Zapp in the third quarter. Uh, it, Columbia Columbia Academy cut it to eleven, and I thought, okay, we're about to have a ball game, and then Zapp hits three in a row. I mean, just boom, boom, boom. They, it was, you try to stop one player, 
and they just have somebody else who can shoot. And when they're shooting it that well, there's not much you can do. And Columbia Academy wanted no part of anything in in the paint. I mean, I have I have pictures of about four blocks, and one of and about three of them happened on one possession. And and that's where not having Collins Malone really hurts them. I think he is still out um, as per, as per pandemic protocol at this point. I'm not sure when exactly he's expected back, but um, he and and the freshman. Griffin Cooper are pretty much their two primary presences in the post. And, you know, without without him down there, it, it kind of makes a difference for them. And Cooper had a, a team-high 13 points last night. So he, he was important to them as well. So, again, Christ Presbyterian 87, Columbia Academy 59, and the boys-girls uh, CPA 68, CA 35. Uh, nobody on Columbia Academy's team scored more than four points outside of Maddie Lewis, who had a team-high 16. Actually, that might have been a game-high. It was a game-high 16 points. So there you go. Um, talk briefly about your trip down to Summertown as the Eagles with a, a sweep. Yeah, the Eagles and Lady Eagles getting it done at home in, that, um, in the early game, number two, Summertown. And knocks off number three Loretto, um, fifty-seven forty-eight. Um, and like I said, both these games kind of swung in the third quarter. Uh, Summertown pulled away from a six-point halftime lead and and really broke things open there in the third, taking advantage of of Katie Burdett down inside. She scored six of her twelve points early in the third quarter and. Summertown stretched it out to about 15 before um, Carly Weathers got hot and and really just asserted herself. Not necessarily hot. She was just more active in the offense, took more shots, um, and, and finished with 27 points. But once Summertown got up 39-24, it, it, it was pretty much a done deal there. But, you know. These two teams will play again February 5th down at Loretta. And I would say anything could happen. It could be a two-point game. It could be a ten-point game again. Um, These two go at each other a lot, as both coaching staffs acknowledged. And even past home and home during the regular season, they're going to see each other again. And ditto on the guy's side after – Number eight, Summertown defeated number three, Loretta, 58-47. Um, Loretta had some foul trouble that I think kind of hampered them. And the Burlesons and Skylar Trousdale just kind of did what they've done all year offensively. I mean, I, I was keeping up with this game via – uh, Facebook and, and on You and Twitter. 274 others, oh, it, apparently. It, it, it was many more. By the time the boys were on the oh, okay. on the <laughs> broadcast, so, so they weren't watching the girls, and they came in for the guys. Well, I, they may have just gotten home. I don't know, but um, you know, I was watching, and you said, uh, "Is it Shaler Hankins?" Shaler, number twelve. That kid with the full beard. Yeah, the the that kid was solid in the third quarter. He he single handedly kept Loretto in it for a while. And well, he kind of he kind of had to because. Um, both Xavier Young 
and um, Tobias Sermo, uh, Sermons were in foul trouble and, and missed mm. some time. And so he was basically their only inside presence. And that was really kind of when um, Summertown stretched it out. They scored 11 straight to close the third quarter. After going down. I mean, yeah, Hankins, yeah. Hankins put them ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were down 35-33. Um, Skylar Trousdale hit a three. Just inside the three-minute mark, made it a 36-35 game. And then um, two more threes from Gavin Burleson, Grant Burleson, and then a Zane, Zane Aikens layup right before the end of the quarter, made it 44-35. So, um, that was, and again, that was a stretch where, for the most part, both Young and Sermones were on the bench. And Sermones in the middle would have kind of choked off some of those drives. And, and Young is one of their better on-ball defenders, so tough just a tough situation for loretta there but again they're going to see each other two weeks from friday at loretta i will circle it we would be remiss if we did not at least mention carly weathers from about two feet inside the that was laney was it laney yeah. I'm sorry, laney weathers <laughs> well here's the thing i i thought it was carly too at first and fortunately i was sitting right behind the loretta book and and Got that straight. So yes, that was Laney with the with the half quarter at the buzzer. Yeah, she was to make a, it a twenty six twenty game. About a foot inside, and she just she Drained launched it. it. And I mean, nothing but net. It mm-hmm. didn't even it didn't hit the backboard. It, I mean, just dropped. It was a thing of beauty. Shot it like she shoots them in practice. <laughs> it was wild. Oh man, big wins there for Summertown last night, and I'm sure February fifth is circled on the Mustangs and Lady Mustangs calendars at this point. And we are going to get out for the first hour. And when we come back in the top of the 10 o'clock hour, we'll talk NFL football. We'll talk uh, some Nashville Super Speedway Motorsports. They have a sponsor. So stick around. We'll tell you who that is. And it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho quick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. It is today. It is Wednesday. <laughs> Raise the roof as we sit here on beautiful West 7th in the TriStar Sports Radio headquarters. 
Front Porch Radio, WKOM, WKRM. We appreciate you guys tuning in, talking high school sports, college, pro, and more as we look at the beautiful blue skies adorning West 7th this Wednesday morning. It is a, it is a beautiful day outside, folks. If, if you're looking for a day to get out, today's the day. I'll tell you what, though. I am... Um... I typically watch um, News Channel 5 News at 10. And um, Bree Smith, the meteorologist there, will warn you. It's deceptive. We've we've (laughs) talked about it all week. It's deceptively beautiful. Yeah, yeah, because it looks nice from in here. It's cold out there. Mm -hmm. Nothing an extra layer can't help. Just... I just don't like being bundled up, but but I'd rather be warm than There's cold. There's an art to layering. You're not bundled. See, you're looking at it in an old school way of thinking. You're thinking heavy well, I'm parkas. Old school, John. I know, but you you gotta uh, adopt a new frame of mind, a new thinking. Sometimes, so you have, you have to do it like JP. You have to wear the the undershirt, then the long sleeve button down, then you've got the puffy jacket vest a thin one too and see you can't be yeah it can't be too thick and this shirt too is a um it's made by drake which is a fishing clothing so it's got vents to be confused with the rapper correct uh this is uh made in mississippi not canada or the Um, one dude with a view yeah that's right (laughs) right that's right um it's got vents so it's designed to breathe so if you layer up Use light, thin layers to do so, and you'll be good to go. And then you've got the corduroy jacket on top uh-huh. that warms everything up. That's right. In more ways, it warms the soul, too. It does. It's a beautiful thing. Looks comfortable. Do you, do you notice the um, the tab, the tag, and the name? Structure. Do you reckon, remember that store? I know. I'm 12 years old, dude. That's how old that jacket is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, I've been riding longer than he's been alive. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. Did you get that at Woolworths? No. Five and dime? No. I, <laughs> no, I got that at Structure. That That is a one-owner jacket right there. A one-owner jacket. There I like it. How many miles it got on it? It's got a lot of miles. Many. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick before we get into the NFL stuff, we need to give out some high school hardware <laughs> that we have forgotten to do twice now. And so... Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that because um definitely want to give a big shout out to our End to Win Life Player of the Week presented by Custom Stone Handlers and Independence Freshman Freshman Guard Jet Montgomery from Gulfport, Mississippi as they announce him during the pregame introductions. I love that. Gulfport, Mississippi. Yeah. I'll tell you I don't know. I don't know exactly what Jet did last week as far as the stats do. go. Go ahead and give us the stats. He scored 19 points in Independence's win over Spring Hill a week ago last night. Followed that up with a 22 point performance in a win at Brentwood, including going nine of nine from the free throw line. Freshman, so nine of nine from the free throw line on the road. Like I said, in in that district, yeah. tough district. Um, like I said, we have talked with. One of his personal coaches, Ty Bailey, on this 
on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And he tells me that Jet Montgomery is one of his, one of the best pure basketball players that he has helped train. And if Ty Bailey says that, I can tell you he's trained Giddy Potts, he's trained Andy Slaughter, he's trained a lot of folks. Jet Montgomery, by the time he's finished, could be one of the best basketball players we've seen come through this part of the country. Definitely worth keeping an eye on. And our team of the week brought to you by our friends at Covenant Technology. With all your business communication needs. Last week, the Columbia Central girls had a heck of a run with wins over uh, Lawrence County and Tullahoma. I don't remember. Well, they beat Lawrence County and Spring Hill back to Spring back. Hill. I don't remember who they beat that previous Tuesday, but the Spring Hill win was their sixth in a row, which was a season high, and that six-game win streak was more games than they had won in any of the previous three seasons. So, <laughs> big ups to the Lady Lions. Yeah, unfortunately that win streak ended last night, but... In overtime, a, on the road. They got a chance to do something about it to, Friday week. night. Absolutely. So. That, um, big game coming up Friday down at Manchester against top 10 ranked Coffee County. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, again, big ups to our Columbia Central Girls basketball team for being the team of the week. And our Patio West Scholar Athlete of the Week. Now, we we sometimes don't have all the information for this particular award, but... That we would like. Let me just tell you, when, hmm. we, when we give you this girl's accolades and aspirations... Just know that she is well-deserving of the Scholar Athlete of the Week. Not only is Nevaeh Brinson a fierce competitor on the wrestling mat. this She just won the Franklin Invitational this past weekend at 103 on the this, girl's side. This girl wrestled up a weight class just to beat a girl who had beaten her the previous <laughs> weekend. Gotta Literally like that. gained weight to get into that girl's weight class to beat her after she had gotten <laughs> beaten the previous weekend. Then decided she she told Coach Pete Miller she he said what are you, are you going to wrestle up he go, she said no I'm going to go back down and win state. <laughs> well, she went back down and won at Franklin this past weekend. So, um, senior plans to attend Vanderbilt next year and major in biochemistry. There you go. Made a thirty six on her ACT. What perfecto? That's. 36 uh-huh. is as good as it gets. There, yes, are no, it there are no 37s. No, there are not. And plans to be a brain surgeon. <laughs> I think we just give her Scholar Athlete of the Year and be done and with And be it. done? Yeah, I moved that the nomination <laughs> cease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do know this. I'm not smart enough to interview her. So. <laughs> That's right. We'd love to do a story on Nevaeh Brinson, but... but no. <laughs> None of us can talk to her on her level. The, the so. three of us collectively <laughs> might maybe. still have maybe. I'm not sure that the three yeah. of us collectively had a 36 on our ACT. <laughs> no, 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 hold up, hold up, time out. Speak for yourself. I had a 26. He, I don't know what y'all. He had. can speak for me and him together. Yeah, there we go. You know, you get 11 points for getting your name. Well, so, there you go. So, uh, and I took full advantage. And yet. <laughs> I don't think you and I collectively could have. Got, I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I'm trying to live up to that C student that uh, 
that actually does well in real life. That's that's there that's go. where I'm going. Go. Uh, I got I got life skills. Life skills. I don't <laughs> test. I don't test well. Don't test well. Street ready. No, I don't. I don't test well. Kind of like some coaches don't interview well. Right. Oh, there's your segue. And that's the segue. But don't don't. As we uh, as we are talking about. Head football coaches interviewing well, supposedly or not. Um, I, I read the story that you posted on Facebook, Mo, and uh, from Tony Dungy, and absolutely just mind blowing the things that he had to say about how he didn't interview well, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's frustrating because you know you. For every negative you can make about Eric Bieniemy, okay, there's Andy Reid coaching tree. There's his checkered legal past. There's his not interviewing well. All of those three things have been dispelled by at least one other coach. Doug Peterson, while he was fired, still won a Super Bowl. Okay, Doug Peterson and Matt Nag- Nagy, 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 the Bears guy, yeah, were both previous Kansas City offensive coordinators under Andy Reid. Let's didn't seem to bother them. Let's give Matt, yeah. <laughs> Let maybe he's not such a great example. Is that's that the, the point problem. you're making? <laughs> so yeah. that and 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 I think that is what a lot of people. But he are got saying. hired. He he did get hired, but it was right after Doug Peterson had won a Super Bowl as Andy Reid's offensive coordinator. Now Doug Peterson is the offensive line coach at Alabama as of today. No, that's Doug Marone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Another anyway. Still, yeah. to, to your point, timing. Yeah. Timing is, is everything. Is everything. But he didn't. He doesn't interview well. Tony Dungy didn't interview well. Won a Super Bowl. One of the most revered guys in the NFL, Tony Dungy. So, I mean, uh, you can find... If you don't want to hire somebody, you can find a reason not to. And his checkered legal past, Mike Vrabel, who committed a Class C felony in an Indian casino. (laughs) (laughs) In an Indiana casino. (laughs) Indiana casino. Yeah. Uh, If you don't want to hire somebody, you can come up with a reason. Bottom line. And there have been plenty of reasons not to hire Eric Bieniemy, apparently because we now have another team who is another off the one. mark, who is off the market, and <laughs> that is the Los Angeles Chargers, who have hired uh, Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley. Who? Well, <laughs> so I googled him. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> I had no idea who he was. I will say that, I mean, he's he seems to fit a lot of the molds. I don't think, you know, Brian Dable was the big candidate here. They thought Dable and uh, Justin Herbert together would just be lightning in a bottle. No pun intended. But they... <laughs> but they Can dis- you cue one of those up so I don't have to keep <laughs> Right. <laughs> but they decided to go with the defensive coach, um... Brandon Staley, who who's done well in the NFL, but he's only been there since like like 2017, if that long. Uh, you know, he he coached with the Bears in 2017. I know that. Um, I, I'm just curious. he was on the staff at 
Tennessee Chattanooga here not too long ago. Like within the last five years, I think. Well, and so, I mean, he's 38. I get it, you know, but my goodness. The Rams were great on defense. Don't get me wrong. The, the Rams had a great defense this year. But this is also a team that didn't really – I mean, the Rams were pretty good before he got there. So what did he do that made them any better? I think specifically as it relates to Eric Bieniemy and to minority head coaching prospects. I don't even want to call them candidates. But um, I think the concern is that you're told we need more minorities in coordinator positions at the professional level. They get themselves into those positions, and then all of a sudden you go and hire an Urban Meyer who isn't even coaching at the collegiate level, but he's he's never been at the pro level in any position. I mean, you're saying that there aren't prospects in the pipeline. You define what the pipeline is. People get into the pipeline that you have defined, and then you, and go then out you of don't it. hire from it. <laughs> you go out of it. So, I mean, the the question becomes, what are you supposed to do? And nobody has an answer. There isn't an answer. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to get on a soapbox or anything, but, I mean, it matters when you're looking at a league that is 70% minority in terms of the players and you've got three people of color in head coaching roles. Does the Rooney Rooney rule work? Nope. Clearly not. So how do how do we fix that? You can't just take it away and just you might as well take it you might as well take it away and just hope that people do the right thing. Because don't you think that's part of the problem as to why we see so many of these minority prospects as you call them that don't get hired. They go through the process and because because of, of this rule, reason. they get thrown in. Whether they um, are realistically looked at, it can hurt them because, because they have to be part of that process because it, of the Rooney Rule. And it looks like they've been passed over by everybody Correct. Else. And so when you get passed over so many times, whether you probably if, – if it weren't for the color of their skin, would they have been interviewed for that job? And, and the thing is, when you go through the process, like you say, and then you get labeled with doesn't interview well mm-hmm. – then you have, you've done yourself more harm than good over the long term. I think that's so. I, I think that's part of this problem is that it, it's it's ending up hurting minority prospects more than it is helping helping them. So that's send, an interesting angle that I hadn't really considered, but I think you're right. Send the petition, JP, end the Rooney Rule. Write it up, change.org. Make it happen. I think it served a purpose at some, at some time. Well, I mean, yeah. Mike, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. And, yeah. But that's the one that everybody points to, but who else? That's it. Then what? Mike Tomlin won the job in the interview room, but it's because he's well, a rah-rah guy. Well, it's also because you had an ownership that was willing to be swayed. 
had an open mind. Mm-hmm. An open mind. That's Going back to Candace Lee's story at Vanderbilt. Mm. What was the thing she said about Clark Lee? I knew him when he was sitting across from me. Because she had mentioned in the initial press conference of the uh, dismissal of Derek Mason, we think we want somebody with an offensive mind. And then asked that question of her own words. She said, I was smart enough to realize that the person we needed was sitting, sitting in, front in front of me. Of me. Yep. Open-mindedness and not being closed-minded to think that you've got this narrow tunnel as a GM or as an owner. This is what I want. We have to get what I want. And not being open to something different that could come around. I think there – you know. now, granted, the people that are in these positions – they typically don't have open minded <laughs> because you know you know I mean give them kudos for for having the success that they have to be in these positions but they think they know they think they know the answer I, I think if 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 they could get out of their own way I think it would help that matter a little bit no doubt that's that that's the struggle is and, and I I think. As we've seen, uh, has everybody hired a coach? The Texans have not hired. A Texans coach. have not hired. Philadelphia has not hired. So, so although Philly has, seven, aren't they close with Daniels? Yeah, Daniels. Yeah, I don't know that they are because after after we heard that earlier yesterday, I thought I saw another name late yesterday connected to that to that spot. So I'm not sure if the Eagles are close. You know. There are those that say that the Texans may be waiting on the enemy. I don't think they, as an organization, are that smart. But <laughs> if they want to keep Deshaun Watson anything close to happy or get him anything close to happy, that might be the hire. Yeah. I would hate to see him in the AFC South, but I'd love to see him get a job. So, there you go. The enemy you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I already hate to see Deshaun uh, Watson gonna, in the yeah. AFC South. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying Deshaun Watson could be headed to Atlanta. Which makes no sense because they have Matt Ryan. But, again, we've talked about how Matt Ryan, now. Matt Ryan gets the short end of the stick in Atlanta a lot. Well, I think Deshaun Watson makes a lot of sense in Atlanta because that's where he's from. He makes a lot of sense because... If this thing in Houston continues going in the direction it's going, they're going to have to move him somewhere. Um, also heard Deshaun Watson in New Orleans. Ooh. With those receivers? And I think that's the thing in Atlanta. If, if he were to with go those to, with those receivers, mm-hmm. yeah. So Arthur I'm, Smith would love to have him. I'm just not sure that Matt Ryan is done. and He may be done in Atlanta, though. And... and you know, I don't want to compare Matt Ryan in Atlanta to Drew Brees in San Diego, but I mean, sometimes a second act for some of these quarterbacks isn't a bad one. Change the scenery. Yeah. It's amazing sometimes what it can do for you. Environment. Yep. And Take scenery out. Change not, it's the, not the scenery. Change of environment. Okay. It's it's m- a m- Mr. Literal over here. No, no. I I just I have an I, I have an you. issue with that. We we've talked about that on the show. I know you got issues with a lot of. He does. Phrases. I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not just that. And that's it's okay. Just, it's just that it's not the it's it's not looking at the Golden Dome in Atlanta that's giving him an issue. It's not the it's not Mercedes Benz, you know, stadium. It's 
you know, the mental aspect of every day going out there, kicking tail, and then your fans telling you you're not good enough. You're not doing it. You're 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 not good at all. Well, you know, part part Are you freaking kidding me. I, I think part of that, even though he's taken this team to a Super Bowl, am I right? Yeah. Um, I, twenty-eight to three. I, yeah, I think part of the issue though is him coming behind Michael Vick in that town in particular. Sure, but still, yeah. You would think by it's, this point, at some point, he has to overcome that. You would think, and that's not been the case. You know where you know where he could end up if he's not in Atlanta. And I'm about to. You want to talk about? Oh, you know exactly what I'm stop. going. Why don't Why don't you do that on the other side of the break? I will tell you where Te- Matt Ryan. Get, very give welcome. us a nice old fashioned radio tease. Yeah, there you go. I'll tell you where he could end up on the other side of the break. Stop it! And it's going to break your heart. <laughs> this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in bottom of the hour 10 o'clock we are 29 minutes away from getting through hump day mo we're almost there we're at the bottom of the hill the brakes are on (laughs) it's uh it's gonna be a a lot of fun the rest of the week we've got plenty of High school foot or high school high yeah. school basketball, NFL football. The Preds will be playing next Friday. It's uh that's unfortunate because I was really looking forward to some to some uh football or hockey. God, why am I so hung up on football right now? Anyway, um on the other side of the break I told you that there is a specific team where Matt Ryan could end up. And if you didn't want if you didn't want um, Deshaun Watson to stay in the AFC South, <laughs> to go to Atlanta, he could get out of the AFC South, but that would mean that Matt Ryan would have to go somewhere else, and that place could be where Phillip Rivers has now left a void um, as he retired this morning. Could Matt Ryan end up in Indianapolis? 
I guess it could. I guess anything's possible. And I wouldn't want to see that as an AFC South fan of a of an opposing team. No, I don't think you want Matt Ryan. I, I, He's that, twice that guy, the quarterback that Phillip Rivers is. That dude's got a lot of football mm-hmm. left in him for somebody. If not Atlanta, somewhere. Um, and we were saying during the break, I don't know when everything went so far south with Jacoby Brissett. I thought he did a great job behind Luck. Um couple of years ago i'm not sure what happened with that but um uh, i mean Brissett in his um in his career as a passer he is um he had a an 88 passer rating in 2019 in 15 games he was seven and eight uh through 18 touchdowns six interceptions i mean there's nothing that that would say this can't be your guy. And he gives you a presence in the run game as well. So uh, you're right. I don't know what Jacoby Brissett has done. I mean, obviously, other than in 2017 when it was he was thrust into a position he had no business being no, thrust into. and was no kind of way ready for. Right. Um, and, and you can look back at that and say, you know, well, he, he sure didn't play well, you know, in 2017, but – Again, I think 2019 was was a way more accurate depiction of his, of, of his ability. Yeah. Now that being said, in 17 he was 58.8 percent completion rating. In 19 he was 60.9, which is two points better. Um, threw for more yards in 2017, but uh, had only 13 touchdowns and seven interceptions, which is only one more pick. But he had he did have five more touchdowns. But in, I mean, for this career, thirty-one and thirteen is a good number. I mean, that's a solid touchdown-to-interception ratio in this type of passing league. Right. So, I mean, a guy who's completing sixty percent of his passes, thirty-one to thirteen touchdown-to-interceptions, uh, you know, six point six yards per attempt is fairly impressive, and eleven per completion uh, was not didn't throw a lot per game. But again, he gives you that presence in the run game, where he was also, you know, he 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 ran. Um, he's run for five hundred eighty-three yards in his career, two hundred twenty-eight and nineteen, and uh, four touchdowns. So I mean, he gives you that option. Here's the thing: if he can't start in Indy, then they need to cut him. They need to let him go somewhere because else. he can go start somewhere. He's he's one of those eleven to twenty guys. Not mm. the high-level guys, but he's one of the 11 to 20. It's certainly a serviceable starter. Very good starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, before we get to uh, NASCAR, which I do want to talk about uh, with the Nashville Super Speedway's uh, recent sponsorship addition to their race, uh, real quick, um, <laughs> the Colin Cowherd mentioned something yesterday. That the NFL should wait on playing the AFC Championship game if Patrick Mahomes can't go. And let's hear exactly what Coward said. Write that thing. But we want Mahomes against Josh Allen. Right? Like, that. that's reasonable. And I'm sitting here this morning thinking, if I'm the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is going through protocol. I find the day Patrick Mahomes can play, that's when we play. Why not? The end, write that thing. Why not? 
I mean, I get, I get it. You've got a two week buffer, right? The Super Bowl's not until February seventh. You've got a little time, but that's not how football works. That's not that's a good not precedent. How sports work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I don't know. Ohio State's already set some precedents. And- <laughs> As the Michigan fan stands yeah. in the room, <laughs> he'll tell you that they just change they just change rules for Ohio State. Why not for Patrick Mahomes? Right? What if he had broke his leg? Did we wait a year? I mean, be serious. <laughs> Great. That's point, my point. Football, was, Great football point. is football. You I mean, where know. where do you draw the line then? You <laughs> just like, completely remove a line. <laughs> just take it out. And yeah. if the team had COVID, they'd be out. Oh, who knows? That's the bottom line. <laughs> In that way, all year for everybody. Chicken man, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Uh, dropping the knowledge this morning, too. Bringing the, the, the solid uh, point of view there. How long do you wait? Where's the line? Clearly, I, From what I understand, he didn't have a – he didn't end up not having a concussion. Is that – That's what I thought I heard, that it was a, a neck nerve issue more than a – Head trauma type issue. So that's we'll a positive, I guess. I, I, anyway, I just think it's ridiculous. Play the game. You know, if Chad Henney has to start, Chad Henney has to start. It is what it is. Listen, keep in mind what Colin Cowhart does for a mm-hmm. living. Yep. And yesterday, I don't know if it was a tweet or what, that you saw, Mo, the headline of Cowhart thinks they mm-hmm. should wait until Mahomes is ready to play this game. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? Clickbait. And what did you do? I clicked. Yep. So there you go. Keep Don't overthink this. Yeah. I know I get it. <laughs> and hey, we're talking about it. So, yeah. I, he he was doing his job. And I think he I did think his it, job well. I do think yes. that it's a solid <laughs> argument to have. We can have the argument because again, why not? You've got 2 weeks. You want your best two players you want the best two teams in the Super Bowl. You want you don't want teams with excuses. And if it's not a serious, if it's not a broken leg, and it's not going, you know, if it's something that's going to wait till Wednesday, I can see that being a possibility. I don't know that you wait till Friday. <laughs> no. No. And go talk to all these high schools around here who lost players through contract tracing, where you didn't even have COVID, and some good players had to set out. You're sending a bad message when you say we're gonna. This guy Change is more rules. more important than anybody yeah. else. We're gonna wait. You can have no, the, you can on. have the argument. It's you're not gonna win it. Sure, but you shouldn't win it. Yeah, I, unless you're Ohio State. Yeah, because <laughs> even that is different. That that is different, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I, I I think it was a, you know. First of all, they shouldn't. The Big Ten Conference should not have put out there that you have to have. Why did they do that to begin with? Well, the same reason the same reason that we talked about on this show before the season started for the Pac-12 would six games be enough. Yeah. I mean, why did the Big 10 put out there that you have to have six games? Just don't don't put yourself in a corner. That's right. Don't put baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner and you see what happens right, exactly. when you put baby in a corner. So, baby baby don't like it. And and then you have to go back and retract yourself and you look like and you look you like, look a, like fool. a fool. Yep. You shacked in a fool. As Shaq would say. <laughs> so, we will have the AFC Championship game on Sunday. Don't worry. Whether Mahomes is ready or with not. With Mahomes or without. Probably <laughs> with. We hope with. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we do. We certainly do. But, Although, how about his backup making that run late in the game to seal the victory? Hey, Chad Heaney, baby. Uh-huh. 
out of Michigan. That's 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 correct. <laughs> Michigan's has the greatest quarterback of all time, and they have others that did that did decent. Uh, Elvis Gerback <laughs> comes to mind. Elvis Gerback. <laughs> this Gerbeck. guy just threw out wow. Elvis Gerback. Another ex Chiefs. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Man, I haven't thought Gerbeck. about Elvis Gerback in Elvis. years. There's a reason for that. He yeah. was a yes. great quarterback for the you know he had he had a solid career yeah. for he a le- long time. He left the building a long time ago. <laughs> yes, he did. I feel but like he was. I feel like he was like you know on those fantasy football teams. I used to have to look up the stats on the in the newspaper <laughs> <laughs> before they had apps and websites. Anyway. Real quick, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get to a break here in just a few minutes. But we brought in the chicken man because he is the resident NASCAR expert, and you can catch him thirty minutes before pre race. Yes, sir. On uh, WKOM. WKOM on usually on Sundays, usually around noonish. So he always gives you a a solid thirty minute show before the pre race begins, and as we are talking about Nashville and local sports. The Super Speedway over in Lebanon is gearing up for a Father's Day weekend culmination. And yesterday they made a big announcement that Ally would be the title sponsor for the race in the Ally 400. Yeah, it's a multi-year deal, too, I understand. So it's more than just one. But uh, Ally's obviously was a sponsor for uh, Jimmy Johnson over there with... Uh, Hendricks and they still are going forward. So good, good sponsor. So uh, there'll be Alex Bowman sponsor next year on the. Yes, there will be Alex Bowman sponsor in the forty-eight this coming season, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be great. Well, like I said it said multiple years, so I don't know if that's two, three, four. <laughs> it's at More least than two. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that when we get back from this break. Oh yeah, so uh, we appreciate you your helping us because. Um, the, Felgr- the fairgrounds dates were announced as well, right? So they're going to kick off their 64th season on the 17th of April, uh, and the All-American 400 will be on October 31st. And there's going to be some news coming out about the fairgrounds probably next year as well. Uh-oh. Oh, they're, they've been talking about bringing the truck in the... At, at, ex- least, yeah, at least truck and Xfinity. They're working with, uh, well, it's actually Bruton Smith's group out of uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. They're working with NASCAR. Uh, again, they've offered to put $60 million of their money into that to get it ready to be able to put the soft walls, repave it, put 30,000 seats around there. They're willing to do that, uh, and their hope is eventually even possibly get a cup race, but they believe they'll be on the schedule in some capacity in 2022. Man, that would be incredible. It would be a much better race than oh, the super speedway. The short tracks, uh, road courses are really t- wound up being great now, but a uh, short track, there's nothing like a short track. If you've got, if you've got a, a grudge with somebody, that's the place you're going to meet up with them. <laughs> that's why they're so popular. That's what that's, the fans want. And that's, that's right. what we're here for. All right. There you have it. Chicken <laughs> if man. If you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing, right? Uh, you does a lot of rubbing on the short tracks, I promise. Rubbing's racing, Harry. That's right. <laughs> Chicken Man with his nuggets on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today yeah. this morning, bringing the, the old Chicken Man's nuggets back. By, by the way, uh, which you know leads into our uh, Wild and Wacky sponsor too coming up. It 
does yeah. because our wild and wacky sponsor is also the Chicken Man's Nugget sponsor, <laughs> right. JJ's Barbecue, over on Hatcher Lane. So it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We're going to come back and we'll tell you about all the wildest and weirdest and wackiest news from across the world on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chicken Man, appreciate you hanging out. We'll be back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. As we are stepping into the beyond again, it's like Bed Bath & Beyond in the movie Click. You walk into the back and that's where the beyond is. <laughs> you need to get the, the Luke Combs uh, version of beyond. You know what I'm talking about? Can't think of the guy who sings it with him. No, but we can we can work on that. That's that that's that's what we're gonna that's gonna be the uh, the the official um, uh, top five and all that beyond noise. <laughs> it's gonna, I mean, what are you gonna do, right? So, got a lot going on in the world of wild and wacky. Brought to you by JJ's Barbecue. And their smoked wings. Got some Saturday night. Did you? Yeah, I'm mad because you know I had to come down here for the um, for the Spring Hill game. You did, and so I did the same thing that I did last night. I went to JJ's before the game to make sure you said something after the game. after the game. That makes sense. Took them home, shared them with Jody. She was happy. You went down to 900 Hatcher Lane, huh? I did In indeed. Columbia to visit. Columbia's oldest family-owned barbecue restaurant, and Julie and the gang over there. Destiny's usually in the back somewhere. We appreciate her and all her work, and Julie and what she does for the community. Thank you, guys. Get down to 900 Hatcher Lane. Get you some smoked wings, but at least leave us two two orders this time instead of one. I'm just saying. <laughs> what, what did you get the... Uh... Get them dry. I did get them dry. And a side of the sauce. I I got them dry and I got white sauce. Okay, there you go. Uh, and, so. and with all with all, I think that's the play. That's definitely the play. Yeah, that's definitely the play. I mean, you can you can get that smoke unadulterated. Yeah, 
And and if you want that white sauce, you can you can do it yourself. But you can get just like a dip of the mm-hmm. white sauce. It's not fully covered. Yeah, it's not. Sh- no, don't get it shaking in white sauce. So just, you just get the white d- sauce can, on the side. You can dip it, and it's you just dunk enough. It. Mm-hmm. Dunk it. You dunk it like uh, dunkaroos. That's, that's what the white sauce is designed for. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you know Big Bob Gibson's, yes, sir. Uh, which I know you guys do. <laughs> um, that's what it's designed for. A dunk in the white sauce. It's perfect. With smoked chicken. Exactly, with smoked chicken. Smoked that's, chicken. That's what it's supposed uh-huh. to be for. Yeah. I mean, period. That's what it's made for. Although it's really good with smoked turkey, too. So It's good on anything, really. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it was made for smoked chicken. It is, and it's fantastic. So, anyway, we've talked two minutes now about JJ's, but that's okay because... Hey, we're happy that they we, are with us. When have we ever not talked about food for far longer than we should have on this show? <laughs> that's really... Not never. Not ever, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag not never. Yeah, exactly. So here's some wild and wacky news. You guys ever ever get in a fight with your significant other? Define a fight. I mean, like you're arguing. <laughs> you know, you just just an argument. Yeah. We've all we've all had it. Does an argument mean you have a chance of winning? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Probably not. So Curtis McCoy in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. On Sunday night, he and uh, his husband were drinking, and they began to argue. Curtis may have taken things a little too far uh, because he knew the one thing. No, your significant other knows how to push your buttons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. know how to push your buttons. Yeah, don't well, push. Don't push buttons. He made a joke about how his husband was uh, similar to. Lance Armstrong in certain areas. Oh wow! And only has one mm. that he should have two of. <laughs> and Curtis's husband, well, he didn't take too kindly to that. And he pointed his finger at Curtis, and Curtis grabbed it and twisted it. And the oh. police came, and according to the report, Curtis admitted he grabbed his husband's finger, and that was the only physicality because quote. They learned their lesson from the last time they both got arrested for domestic violence. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> He's speechless, huh? Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just going. Why would you? That that seems like a really mundane thing to call the police about. But okay. Grab my, pull my finger. (laughs) Oh man! So, next story. Next. (laughs) Yes, this next guy should definitely go to jail. But let's give him some credit for really committing to his character. Forty-seven-year-old Daniel Wright was arrested in Utah over the weekend for impersonating a police officer. In addition to. Impersonating the police officer, he walked into a 7-Eleven Sunday wearing a jacket that said sheriff's deputy and an employee called the real cops after, you know, Daniel decided to steal a donut. (laughs) (laughs) And we wonder why we have stereotypes. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's not the real cops. Yeah. That being said, um, the... uh, Police checked security footage, tracked his white Ford pickup truck to a nearby motel where they arrested him along with a woman he was with. Turned out the truck was stolen. 
They linked Daniel to another guy they arrested a day earlier, and he tried to hide by burying himself in manure. All right, Biff Tannen. I don't think there's anyone I wanted to hide from that badly. No. I... Find me. Sorry, we'll just deal with it. Um... <laughs> They're both facing charges for burglary and racketeering. Daniel is facing additional charges for impersonating an officer and theft of one donut. <laughs> Ah, what kind of donut? That's a great question. What kind of donut would you steal if you were going to steal a donut? Which one would you? What would you steal? Ooh. If I were going to steal a donut, I wouldn't steal a donut. I'd steal a cinnamon twist. Okay, a cronut. Okay, I'm Krispy Kreme's blueberry cake glazed is the best donut in the world. That's why every time I go there, if I get there after nine o'clock, they don't have any. It's frustrating. Glazed blueberry cake. It's it's. There's nothing better. So that's just me. Um. Anyway, um. Real quick, if you if you just need to let out some steam because of COVID and pandemic, and today is the inauguration, and you're upset or you're happy or whatever, if you want to just scream, there's a hotline you can call. But you got to call them now because the hotline shuts down tomorrow. 561-567-8431. 561-567-8431. And you can just scream into the phone and they'll let you. Uh, yeah, you, you wonder what that sounds like? go i mean that's probably exactly what it sounds like oh no that that's from there that is yeah that's exactly mm-hmm. what that it is what like. it sounds like yeah. wow <laughs> that's interesting i don't know man you guys gonna get vaccinated when you can yeah pro tip yeah 35 year old woman in florida she got the vaccine a little early because she took her seven-year-old mother and then asked nicely if they had an extra dose. Okay. <laughs> Find your old friends. <laughs> hey, whatever works. I'm yeah. not mad at her. Take them up there, and uh, there you go. Hey, as long as I'm here, might as well. <laughs> Do you happen to have any extra doses? I mean... Hey closed mouth don't get fed we have we've said that far too often on this you, show yeah you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take you know i mean that's what michael scott said <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's been a great day on wild and wacky wednesday sponsored by jj's barbecue over at 900 hatcher lane smoked wings loaded Baked potatoes. The mule kicker. Mule kicker potatoes. And I'm sure they still got some loaded potato soup. They're still dishing that out for now. Um, we appreciate uh, their support. The barbecue is pretty good, too. Uh, well, I mean, you get the barbecue just about on everything you can. Well, except, except the, the smoke wings. wings. But, yeah, the barbecue is fantastic. So take a trip over there. See them. Let them know the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. And we will... Continue bringing you 
the best in food knowledge, <laughs> local <laughs> sports, pro sports. We can give you something. Anyway, you're not going to find uh, you're not going to find any better opinions than the ones you find right here. <laughs> I can tell you, we are we are the the, the best opinion <laughs> sports talk show ever. Just and if you don't believe it, just ask. Just us. ask us. Just ask. Tell you again. You, you, you can't can't find out if you don't ask. That's it. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We'll be joined by our friends at WZYX down in uh, Franklin County, and we appreciate them. So if you want to listen to us, if you miss any part of the show, find it on the podcast, SM-TN Sports Today, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter, SM underscore TN Sports. Mo Patton underscore Sports, at Chris Yow 14 at JPPSEC as well so jp PSEC. that's correct PSEC. i like that we are southern middle tennessee sports today we appreciate you listening see you tomorrow and stay cool columbia